0: Mercy endures forever. Father God, I'm just your servant. Father, use me for your glory, Father. I'm nothing without you, Lord. Speak through me, Father God, and touch our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And I know you have your Bibles because I always say you are students of the word. Say that with me. Students of the word. We love the word of God. You are blessed. He's blessed. You're strong in him. Amen. Let's read Second Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 6. And it says here, and this is the apostle Paul. He's talking to Timothy. He says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. Everybody say the good fight. Yeah. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Now, I'm sure that many of you have come to recognize and realize, those of us who have been walking with the Lord for a time, that the Christian life is a fight. How many of you know that? It's a life of challenges. It's a life of obstacles. But it is a fight. Paul was Paul was a man who had come to the end of his life. Paul had done some great and mighty things, and now Paul is ready to be offered up to the Lord. He says, "My time has come." And what he says there is, "I have fought a good fight." See, the Christian life is a life that is a life of struggle. It's a life of uh, of of it's a life of victory, but yet it's a life of struggle. And so when we understand, I, and I grew up, we see people say all the time, all you need to do is just believe in the Lord and everything is going to be all right and you won't have any problems. I mean, no, that's not true. You're going to have problems, but God is going to give you the power and the faith to go and move beyond your problems. That's what we're talking about today. Now, I like that analogy, how he says, and he talks about how that I have finished the course. How many know that all of us have a course that God has given us? God has given each and every one of us a prescribed way that he wants us to do it. And I think about the track athletes. And I used to love watching track and field. And you know that each one of the athletes, they have their own lane. And what happens is if you run outside of your lane, what happens? You get disqualified. So what is the enemy trying to do? The enemy fight you ferociously because what does he want you to do? He wants you to give up the good fight. He wants to get you off course. Now, He can't do anything about your salvation. When you're saving the Lord and you've been washed in his blood, the enemy, he can't do anything about that. But what he will do is he will fight you and he will try to get you to give up. Look at your neighbor and say, never give up. Never, ever give up because, see, that's what the enemy is trying to do. He can't can't already stop what God has done into you, but he wants you to discourage you. He wants you to say, you know what, this thing is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to give up. But I want you to understand I can't even tell you today that this is all part of God's plan for your life. Because ultimately what Jesus is doing he is conforming you to his image. Can you say amen to that? We're being conformed to his image. And so we need to understand folks that we're in spiritual warfare. When you came into the kingdom of God you need to understand that you entered into war. Now, a lot of people don't think that. They don't think that when they to come into the kingdom. You have entered into a war, and there is going to be some resistance to what God wants to do in your life. You know, and I can think in my own life that oftentimes, and many of us experience this, when, you know, it's like right when God is about to do something great in my life, the enemy attacks. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, and then we found also a pattern in our ministry that when God gives us a mountaintop experience, there is always something around the corner to try and discourage us and pull us back. But we are not those who draw back, are we? We are those that will will march on in faith and victory in Jesus Christ. Well, turn with me to Philippians chapter uh, chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. And let's look at verse number 6. Philippians chapter one, verse number six. Are you there? Philippians chapter one, verse number six. and this is the Apostle Paul talking. In fact, why don't we start at the first verse? Paul says, he says, "Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and the deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in every prayer for all in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day unto now. Now, verse number six is our focus verse. He says, for I am confident. Everybody say confident. He says, for I am confident of this very thing. He who began a good work in you will perfect it, Will complete completed unto the day of Jesus Christ. Now, the first thing we got to understand there, Paul says that I am confident. Paul didn't say, well, you know, I'm, I, wonder, I wonder if God is really going to get me through this problem. I, I really wonder if I'm going to make it through this. I'm not really sure. No, Paul, Paul didn't say that. Paul says, I am what? Confident of this one thing. That he who has begun a good work in you, he will complete it. So whatever it is that God has started in your life, you need to know that God is going to finish it. In fact, it says over in Hebrews chapter number 12 that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. The wonderful thing I love about the Lord is, you know, God foreknew even before the world began, God knew all the mistakes that we would make. He understood all the problems. He understood all the, all the stuff that we would go through. And yet he still reached out to us. And, and we like to say that we found the Lord. How many you know that you didn't find the Lord? The Lord was seeking you out before the foundations of the earth. And he knew exactly what you would be doing and what you would be like before the earth ever was. And he still said, I am going to complete that good work in you. Whether it is a work of of God doing some great things, whether it's a a work of of healing of relationships, of, of financial prosperity, or deliverance from fear. Whatever it is, the work that God started in you, he is going to finish. He is going to finish. Now, I don't know about you, but that brings great comfort in my heart. It brings great comfort to me because I understand and I know that I don't have to try and do this thing and figure it out all by myself that God is stronger than me and that the work that, and listen, and God is going to complete what he started in me. You know, God is not the kind of God that is a a halfway God. How do you believe that? God has not brought you this far in your life, and then he is going to abandon you and say, you know what, I'm just, you know, this is, I, I was caught off guard with this. You know, I can't handle this. This is too much for me. No, God is not that way. He is a finishing God. Say finishing God. He is a finishing guy. So whatever it is that God has started, he is going to finish. God is not going to bring you all the way this far and cut you off. That's not the kind of God we serve. So God is going to bring you through it because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Look at that 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Are y'all with me today? You are on a mighty quiet today. I need somebody to talk to me. Is there any faith in the house today? Does anybody believe in the Lord today? Amen. Do you want to be blessed in the Lord today? But well, act like it. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise today. Second Corinthians chapter number four. Hallelujah. This is the apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And listen to this. He says in verse number one Therefore, everybody say, therefore, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we receive mercy, We do not lose heart. We're talking about staying the course today. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. We don't give up. You see, Paul had understood that the ministry that God had called him to, that in fact God had given him that ministry. You know, and you may say, well, ministry is just relegated to just church. A ministry could be anything. It could be your job. It can be your occupation, whatever it is you do, whatever it is God has called you to. Paul said, since now, since we have this ministry, in other words, since I know that God has given me this ministry, and since I know, since I know he's given it to me, I also know that he's going to give me the power to complete that ministry. How many of you believe that? God God is going to empower you to do the thing that he wants you to do. If God has called you to what you're doing, you can take comfort in the fact that he's going to be with you. Paul says, listen, he says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy. How many have received mercy from God? Many of you, many of us today, we're living in houses you know you don't deserve. You got jobs you know you don't deserve. God has done some stuff in you, and you know you don't deserve it, but God just, he just lavished his mercy on you. God just decided that he want to bless you, and don't ever try to apologize for God's favor. (laughs) I've heard people try to do that, try to explain why. No, God just, listen, Paul said, I received this thing from God. Listen, I didn't do anything to deserve it. God just decided to bless me. He just decided to lavish his loving kindness on me, and I am just a recipient of what he's doing. Since we have this ministry, since God is with me, how many know that if you believe in your heart that God is with you, if you really believe that, that he's with you, you know you're going to get through it, don't you? See, all I need to know is this one thing, God, whatever it is that I'm going through, all I need to know is that, God, you are with me. I can go through anything. I can deal with anything as long as I know that God is with me in the process. And that's all that Paul was saying. Since we have this ministry, we receive mercy, we don't lose heart. Folks, we don't give up. We press on to what God has called us to do. And I'm going to turn over to uh, Exodus, if you'd like to turn over with me. Exodus chapter 33. How many of you have heard of Moses? Mighty man of God. In fact, God said that there was no man That God talked to face to face like he spoke with Moses. Turn to Exodus chapter 33. Verse number 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people. See, now Moses is talking to God. God had given Moses, he wanted Moses to take the people, the nation of Israel to the promised land. Now Moses is going to have a talk with God. How many of you have ever had a a real heart-to-heart talk with God? (laughs) Moses is having one of those heart-to-heart talks with God. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people. But you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me, God. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name and you have also found favor in my sight. Everybody say favor. Favor. Yeah, that's the goodness of God. Now, therefore, I pray you if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I might know you so that I may find favor. There it is again. Favor in your sight. Consider that this nation is your people. And then God speaks in verse number 14. God is a guy, he cuts to the chase. He says, and he said, my presence shall go with you. I will give you rest. You see, Moses is having a conversation with God. He's talking about God now. You know, I know you told me that that you want me to take these people up. But but God, I'm just, you know, I'm just not sure. You haven't made some things clear to me, God. And and God, I'm a little bit concerned. And, And Moses, and he's talking about all this stuff. And then God just cuts to the chase. And God says, My presence is going to be with you. And then Moses says something that's very important in verse number 15. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. Do not lead. Moses is saying, listen, God, I know that you're telling me to do all these things, but God, this one thing I got to be sure of. I got to know, God, that you're with me. You see, as we're building this church, and this is my my prayer. And let me tell you something, folks. This is a prayer. I pray on a regular basis. I say, God, if you're not with me, I don't want it. You see, the Bible says what? Unless the Lord builds the house, they what? They are doing it for nothing. I need the power of God in my life. I can't do this thing by myself. I can't, and I tell the Lord, I said, Lord, I will go through, listen, I will be, listen, I will be target practice for your people. I will do whatever it is, God, that you want me to do. But, Lord, you must tell me this. You must tell me. You must let me know, God, that you are with me. What's wrong with me? I'm a falling off. All right. How's that? All right. Thank you. that that God is with me. You see, and that's the thing. You know, when you're going through hell and high water, when you're going through a lot of problems in your life, one of the things that gives you comfort is the fact that, you know, what can get you through it is knowing that God is with me in the process. You see, if I know that God called me to do a thing, I can move in faith and I can keep pressing on because I know that if he called me to do it, he is going to be with me. And when those moments come, how many know, I don't care what it is, whether it's planning a church, your business, whatever it is that God is doing, when those moments of trial, those moments of difficulty come, you need to be able to have the the confidence assurance to say that, you know what, this is okay. I am going to get through this. You know why? Because God is with me in the process. And Moses understood that. Moses said, God, I'll go. I'll do whatever it is, God, you want me to do. But God, you got to be with me. God, you got to show me your presence and your power. Then I can do it. And when you have that quiet confidence in your soul, there is nothing that can shake you. Whatever it is God called you to do, there is nothing. Come, I mean, all the stuff that we all, and how many know we all experience trials? Is anybody in the house? Has anybody ever had a trial in here? We all experience difficulty, and we all experience trial. And the thing that's going to keep you going in those moments is the fact that God is guiding me. And he is taking me to the place that he wants me to be. Hallelujah. Let's look back at 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. We're going to be here for a little bit. Hallelujah. Verse number seven. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number seven. Glory to God. Paul says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessel. What is this treasure that we have? We have the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have all the goodness of God, the anointing, all the answers of life. Living down on the inside of us. We have all of this stuff on the inside. And he says, since we have this treasure. How many you know the treasure is is precious? He says, since we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Verse number 8. Listen very carefully here. He says, we are afflicted in every way. Now, now, Paul, that word afflicted there means that they're being stressed so severely as to come through persistent suffering. Paul said, listen, listen, we have been afflicted in every way, in every way, conceivable way that you can possibly think about. Paul said, listen, we have been afflicted, but we're not crushed. We've been afflicted, but we're not crushed. We've been perplexed. Sometimes I've been hit with a blow, <laughs> can't quite see my way out. Things are not clear. My mind is cloudy. You ever seen a boxer? When he get punched, get, he knocks, he falls down. But, but if, he's a, if, he, if he got some stamina and some endurance, you would see him get back up. He's a little bit woozy, but he comes back and he gets back in the fight. Paul was saying, look, I've been perplexed. There have been times in my life I am not even sure what's going on. But, but listen, I've been perplexed, but I'm not despairing. I'm not giving up. He says. I've been persecuted. People have talked about me. People have misunderstood me. People have said all kinds of things about me that are not true. Paul says, listen, I've been persecuted but not forsaken. How do we know the Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you? He says, lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. God will never leave you. Paul understood that. He says, I am always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Verse number 11. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Ultimately, you know what God is doing, what God is up to? He is up to conforming you to the image of his son. You know, Jesus said what? If I be lifted up, I will do what? He said, I will draw all men unto me. You see, the more that Jesus is manifested in your flesh, the more that Jesus is manifested in your life, the more that people are going to be drawn to him. You see? See, it's not about us. We're trying to go out and we're trying to, you know, we say witness and and we want to share the gospel. All that's good and fine. But you know where the real power is? It's when the life of Jesus is being manifested in our body. That's what he's up to. And, And the more that he is manifested in our body and he has control, he will be drawing all men unto himself. That's how we win people to Christ. That's, listen, that's how God's kingdom is growing. That's how his kingdom is, is, is just exploding. Because why? Because he is being manifested in our flesh. And so God is all about conforming you to his image. So that means that you're going to have to go through some struggle. But it's all part of God's master plan. I don't care what it is that you're going through. How many know that God is not sitting back saying, Oh, I didn't know that they were going to go through that. God knew before the foundations of the earth everything that you would go through. He knew every experience, and yet he still says, I love you with an everlasting love. He still loves you with an everlasting love, and he still calls out to you, God is for you. How many believe that? God God is on your side. You are a champion. You are a hero in God. God is on your side. Listen, there's nothing, nothing that can separate you from the love and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. How I many you believe it? Verse number 12 says, So death works in us, but life is working in you. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. So we got to start. Listen, folks, we got to start speaking what we say we believe. That means we got to stop being negative all the time, or we need to start walking in an attitude of faith. If you believe that God is going to bring you through it, you need to start acting like it. You need to start speaking words of of being positive and believing words of faith and believing in God, trusting in God, believing in God. Paul says, listen, I believe, therefore I spoke. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by the what? The word of God. So we need to start believing this thing. I'm going somewhere with this. Are you with me? Say with me. Now, Are you with me? Come on. Are you with me? alright verse number 14 knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise also uh, raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you for all things are for your sakes so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God now look at verse number 17 uh, verse 16 therefore we do not lose heart there it is again he says therefore all the stuff I'm going through all the things that I'm dealing with I don't lose heart why? Because I know that God has called me to this ministry. I know that God is with me. I know that I have this treasure in earthen vessel. And since I know all this, I don't lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying. How I many you know this flesh is decaying? <laughs> I know some of us spend 10 to 15 hours in the mirror, but this thing is decaying. But the inner man is being renewed day by day. Day by day. And look at verse number 17. Look at this. He says, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Wait a minute, Paul. Paul is saying that he called all the stuff that he's going through momentary light afflictions. Paul looked at all the stuff that he was going through and he said, you know what? This is only going to last for a moment. It's not always going to be this way. God is going to give me the victory. Now, in order to really see the perspective that Paul is talking about there, you need to turn over to 2 Corinthians. You're in 2 Corinthians. Look at chapter number 11. So that you can understand when Paul was talking about. All, the, the, you know, all the, the afflictions that he went through. All the challenges of life that he went through. In verse number 23, listen to what he says here. Now, th- this is, this is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. All the stuff that, that he went through. He says here, Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so. Paul says, And far more labors. And far more imprisonments. Listen to this, folks. This is the Apostle Paul, the things that he, he, he's going through and went through. He was beaten times without number, often in danger of death. How I many you find yourself hanging in your life hanging in the balance every day? Paul said every single day I was in danger of death he said listen verse 24 five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes three times I was beaten with rods once I was stoned three times I was shipwrecked and a night and a day I have spent in deep water are you tracking with me but yet Paul calls this stuff momentary light affliction does any of this stuff seem light to you I mean let's keep on reading In verse 26, I have been on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. Verse 27, I have been in labor and hardship. The apostle Paul did not have it easy, people. But what was it that kept this brother going? How was Paul able to deal with all this stuff? Because he had a perspective. Verse 27, I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights. Out in hunger and thirst, often without food. And this brother didn't call a fast. He had no choice is what he's saying. He had no choice. He had, listen, that brother did not have food to eat. And he said, oftentimes I was cold. Oftentimes, I was cold. And then he said in verse 28, apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me concerning for all the churches. Paul said, look, not only do I have to deal with all this stuff I'm going through, but I still got to worry about all the churches that I planted. But yet, Paul looked at all that. He says, these are momentary light afflictions. See, he looked at his circumstance, the backdrop of eternity. He, he, he compared it because how many know that the, that, the, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. And that's what Paul understood. And see, we all have to have an eternal perspective and we need to stay the course. Look at your neighbor and say, stay the course. You see, don't ever, ever give up. Don't look at this life. This life was never meant to be a life of ease. It was never ever meant to be that the thing that 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 makes christians distinct is the fact that god gives us the power so that we can move and still have joy in our circumstances see a lot of people's joy are predicated upon what whether or not things are going well if things are going well then god i'll give you praise Mm, 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 mm. but what about when things are going difficult what about when you have some challenges in your life can you give god praise then can you worship God then? Because, see, that's what the conformity to his, conformity to his image is all about. It's in the, in the tough stuff of life that God will give you power. That in Jesus, even all the suffering that he went through, his joy was still fulfilled. Yes, he despised the shame. But for the joy that was set before him. And you've got to understand that the joy that is set before you, you can, you can endure this thing that you're dealing with. Oh, you can make it. All we need to do as believers is stay the course. Don't veer off. Don't walk away from this thing because God is about to do some great stuff in your life. God is going to bless you. God is going to elevate you. God is going to do stuff in your life that's going to blow your mind. But you got to stay the course. And you got to know that you know that, listen, God was not caught off off guard. God foresaw, foresaw all of the stuff that you're going through. He falls, and then he, he is still with you and he is going to give you the victory as long as you stay the course and keep walking with him look at Romans and we're coming down look at Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 hallelujah glory to God Romans chapter 8 you guys doing well are you feeling blessed by the Lord? Yes. Yeah, yes. Romans 8.28. We all, we, all, you know, we all quote this verse from time to time. And we all have heard this verse. And Romans 8.28, we all know what it says, don't we? Let's all read that together. Are you there? Yes. Romans 8.28, are you there? Yes. All right, let's read it together. And we know that God calls us. Wait a minute. If we're going to read it together, let's read it with some faith. I need to hear it. Come on, let's, I want, listen, let's read this thing with some faith because, listen, God, God moves when there's faith. You all know that, don't you? God can't move in an atmosphere where people don't believe. God can't can't work in an atmosphere where there is no faith. So there got to be faith that God is going to do what he said. And so, listen, we believe, start speaking. So let's say this thing with some faith. Come on. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now I love that verse because what he doesn't say is that all things are going to be good. <laughs> he doesn't say that it's all going to be good, does he? He says, no, God causes all things to work together for good. This is amazing, the wisdom of God, that all the stuff in my life, and, I, and sometimes you look at all the problems and you think to yourself, how in the world can any good come out of this? And somehow, God, in his, in his sovereign power and grace, he can take the stuff of our life and he can turn that thing around to our favor. Oh, somebody ought to get excited about that. That means that God will cause all this stuff. And you look at it and you say, oh, my goodness. God will come and move your life and God will turn that thing around for good and it's going to work to your good because why? You love God. You care about the things of God. And God says, listen, I know right now that what you're going through, you're thinking about perhaps getting off course. And sometimes it's hard. But God says, look, stay with me because I'm going to turn the thing around and I'm going to bring beauty. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes if you believe me. Verse number 31. <laughs> Glory to God. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I just don't worry about what people say about me anymore. You know what I'm more concerned about? I am so concerned about God. What do you think about me? Right. You see, when you're really secure in your relationship with God, it really doesn't matter what other people say about you. Because if I know that God is with me, I have all the authority and all the power that I will ever need. We're talking about the God who created the heavens and the earth. And what he's saying is God is God is making a statement. He's saying, listen to me. If I am for you, because nobody can whip me. (laughs) Nobody can whip my God. Nobody is stronger than God. He said, if I am for you, who can be against you? He's for you. Do you believe it today? That God is on your side. God wants you to succeed in life. God is, listen, every day when you fall down, God is back there saying, get up. You can do this thing. Come on, champion. Come on, hero. Stand up. Get on your feet. Keep marching. I'm with you. Get up. Because why? He's with us. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that today. I'm excited about the fact that God is with me and he is there to encourage me and he is going to get the glory out of my life in spite of me not because of me but in spite of me somebody ought to get excited about that hallelujah verse 32 he did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all how will he also with him freely give us all things god gave his very very best when he gave jesus Listen, there is nothing greater in your life. I know you may be thinking possibly that there's something else. No, the best gift that any of us will ever get is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the absolute best thing. When God gave you his very best, and he said, if I gave you my best, I'm going to give you everything I have to offer. I'm not going to withhold anything from my kids. I'm not going to withhold. You are my friends. You're my champion. You're my hero. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies, verse 33. Who is the one who condemns Christ Jesus? Who, he who died, yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Verse number 37. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. <laughs> and some translations say that we are more than conquerors in Christ. We are, listen, we overwhelmingly conquer. You're more, you don't just conquer, you're more than that in God. But you know, what, what, what really needs to happen is at the church, we need to lift our heads up and begin to understand the power and the authority that God has given us. When you really begin to walk in the power and the, the authority that God has given you, man, you can walk in strong faith and, because you understand and you know that you're more than a conqueror. You have all the authority, the anointing, the power of God on your side. Hallelujah. But then he says in verse number 38, Paul says, listen, for I am convinced. Everybody say convinced. convinced. I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord Glory to God There is nothing that you can do That will cause God not to love you There is nothing that you can do That God will turn his back on you And say look I've had enough of you I can't take it anymore There is nothing Paul says there's nothing On the planet that can separate me God from your love Because God is faithful How many of you believe that God is a faithful God you know, he's not like us. <laughs> We're unfaithful at times. We all know that, don't we? But one consistent thing that we know, the God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. And in conclusion, I just want to say to you, Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen. This is David talking in the book of Psalms. David said, I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, the thing that keeps you moving, and I know it to be so in my own life, that I just believe that no matter how bad my circumstance is, that at some point I am going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not when I die, I mean right now, today, I mean every single day I walk with faith. I just believe that no no matter how bad it is, I am going to see the goodness of the Lord. David said, now, I, I, I would have fainted. He said, I would have gave up. I thought about giving up, but there was something in me that said, hang in there because my goodness is about to come. And I told you how to how the devil fights. He knows oftentimes when God is about to do something in your life. And that's when he start harassing you. That's, I mean, you, I mean, that is something that we need to understand. We talked about being in spiritual warfare. The devil knows when to attack you. The devil knows when he, he tries so hard to get you to get off course and throw in the towel. Don't do it. No matter what you do, stay the course. You are going to receive the victory if you just stay the course. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to stay the course. You don't have to be perfect. This is not a life of perfection. It's not. But what we must do is say, God, I'm going to stay with you in this thing, God. God, no matter what, God, I know right now I can't see my way out. (laughs) I'm not really sure, God. But, God, I'm going to stay with you all the way to the end so that you can be glorified in my life. And when we have that kind of faith, when we have that kind of trust and that kind of belief, you will will then experience the victorious life. And it is a glorious and wonderful life. And so as we sung that song, keep on keeping on, keep on believing on, keep on keeping on. and press on to that high calling of God in Christ Jesus and you will get the victory. Amen? Great. Mark?